Hi there. A couple quick things before today's episode kicks off. It is the week before Thanksgiving here in the U.S. and things are starting to get a little crazy, which is exactly why my friend Vashti and I did the holiday mindfulness challenge last week in Facebook. You can still join that group if you'd like and go back and watch the videos that we did. We did live videos all week sharing all kinds of tools that you can use for the holiday season. It was helpful for me to remind me of the tools to use during the holiday season and to bring it back into, you know, yourself and what's going on inside of you and not be so drawn to everything that's going on outside of yourself so that you can really actually enjoy the holidays and not just be swept up in the madness. So that's still there. If you want to go join the group, we'll also be doing another um, challenge in the new year, which we'll talk about soon. I'll let you know for sure when all of the details on that have been solidified. The other big thing that I want to announce is that the waitlist for Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint is open and ready for you to hop on there. The next iteration of my signature program is happening January through March of 2023. And the launch will take place actually not until the beginning of January. But, 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 but if you get on the wait list right now, this is a secret. You're the first person that I'm telling. You are going to have a chance to get into the program before it launches to the general public for a greatly reduced rate. So there's only going to be four spots available for this early registration and for the reduced rate, and they are going to be available next week during the craziness of our Small Business Saturday, Black Friday extravaganza kind of weekend. So Here's the thing. If you've been looking for a program, a live program to help you deal with your period issues, to deal with menstrual irregularities and frustrations and not feeling good for a week before your period, maybe seriously dealing with excessive blood and cramps and all those things during your period, if you're starting to kind of go up and down more because you're maybe in your mid to late 30s or 40s and you're starting to have weirder periods, all of these things, this program is going to help you to to change, to make your periods easier, to make your menstrual life easier. And really what's so great about it is that everything that you do to help your menstrual health is going to help your regular health too. So this is a life-changing program that really gives you the tools for the long term because what I teach you in here is good no matter if you're still, you know, fully cycling woman but you're having issues or if you're in perimenopause and you're having issues or if you're right on the cusp of menopause. So you can check out my website, christinegarvin.com. You'll see the Hormone Breakthrough Blueprint page on there and you can check out all about it. We're just solidifying the final guest experts that will be part of the program. But this program is really, you know, I try and cover all the angles because I want you to a feel supported. So we'll have a private Facebook group where you can ask questions all through the week and not only hear from me, but hear from the other people in 
the program and I want you to learn a lot, not just from me, but from these guest experts, including some pretty big names like my um, hormone mentor, Nicole Jardim and Dr. Marisa Snyder and Dr. Aaron Kinney and Shante Bates. It's like, I'm so excited about the guest experts this time, just blowing my mind. So those will be all solidified here. The final um, list will be here out in the next couple of days. And we're also going to get these weekly packages essentially sent to you, which have video, audio, written versions of everything that you're going to need to know. And it builds week to week. So if you check out the website, it breaks down everything that we do week to week. And this is what I've used with my clients for years to get their periods back on track. It's what I've used for myself. I'm actually getting ready to do a little um, Instagram reel because today's the first day of my period. And here I am living my, my life, doing my thing on the first day of my period, which did not, that was not true for me for most of my cycling life. So I want to spread the joy. I want other women to feel like this and also understand what's happening to your body as you're going through changes in perimenopause and really prepare yourself. So it doesn't have to be the hell that unfortunately some women go through. So again, you want to get on that wait list ASAP, head to my website to do that. And then, you know, also look out for the email next week. So you don't miss that opportunity because those four spots are going to go really quick. And I'm excited to um, be able to extend this early admission opportunity to four of you out there. So, okay. We got that covered. Um, oh, I'm also going to have a holiday gift guide that hopefully will be out by early next week. So all of my favorite non-toxic, you know, useful, uh, physical detox, emotional, um, support products, all the things that I really believe in myself so that you can be able to buy the things over this holiday season while there's some great deals out there um, that are really, really useful for your health and not just kind of something that you get and will sit on the side of your table <laughs> covered in dust. Okay, so speaking of that and getting things that are useful and simple, today's um, episode is all about really going from a place of simplicity, starting from that place and using that in order to uh, realign your hormones and to make sure that your hormones are working better. Today's guest is certainly um, an expert in simplicity and she really takes this approach with not just hormones, but exercise and all these other things. And then she also empowers women to go out there and do their thing and do it in a big, bold and beautiful way. So I'm so excited to let you hear this episode now. And if you oh, will have a, I actually will have an episode next week before you go into the holidays, but remember, just keep it together. We are doing this thing and you will be great. All right. See you soon. Hey there, and welcome to Hormonally Speaking. I'm your host, Christine Garvin, a functional health coach. Each week, I speak with an incredible guest expert on all things women's hormones. We're here to empower you to take back control of your body, health, and well-being, and to learn about the latest in research and solutions when it comes to getting your hormones happy. No part of this podcast should be construed as medical advice, and we always recommend working with a professional practitioner to figure out what's best for your body. Now let's dive in with today's guest. 
Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Hormonally Speaking. Have a really fun and special guest today who is going to cover some areas for those of you that are essentially becoming leaders in really whatever field that you're stepping into, but, you know, particularly in the sort of health world that so many of us are through our own experiences, you know, and healing our own bodies and then really stepping up in order to help others in their process and their healing journey and how to do all of that work without burning yourself out, right? Because we certainly know that culturally, all around the world, really, you know, women are pushed to do it all. And that's not working for our bodies. So I'm really happy to speak with Jen Pike, who is a medical exercise specialist and functional diagnostic nutritionist specializing in women's health and hormones. She's the best-selling author of three books, including The Simplicity Project, The Simplicity Kitchen, and The Simplicity Body. She is the fiercely driven founder of The Hormone Project, Synced, and The Audacious Woman, potentially powerful programs dedicated to empowering and teaching women what they should have known about their bodies all along, the incredible healing abilities, wisdom, and power they hold, and how to bring them to life. Jen sits on the advisory board for Strong Fitness Magazine and serves you up weekly doses of education, wisdom, and inspiration on the Simplicity Sessions podcast, which has been in Apple's top 200 in health since its debut in September 2018 and her channel Simplicity TV on YouTube. As an inspired wife and mom of two, she understands that true well-being as a woman is a journey to be enjoyed and not a struggle to be forced. Here, here. She will inspire you to cut the and create more simplicity and ease in all you do. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, you do a lot, as we can just <laughs> tell from that vibe. <laughs> so let's back up because as we were talking about a little bit before we came on here, you know, um, I don't think simplicity was always the name of the game for you, right? No, simplicity was the goal. Yes. Yes. So in, in the beginning, before you started doing all of this work, were you in this overwhelmed state that so many women find themselves in? Yeah, for sure. And part of it is that, you know, it, it sounds like, like when we read it out like that, it sounds like a lot of stuff, but there really is this way to marry our passions and our, you know, zone of work of genius that we're in, in a way that it's not like you have to you know, do seven different things. It's like you can blend your seven different passions or whatever it is and show up. Like when I'm teaching about exercise, well, I'm talking and teaching about that as I'm teaching about hormones, as I'm teaching about this, that, or the other. But many years ago, I mean, I've been in the industry now, this is my 25th year in practice. I've been in the fitness industry teaching since I was 17, personal training since 19, working with athletes, you know, on a high level, um, energetic space in my early 20s, and then moving all of that over to focusing on women's health and hormones specifically for about the last 13 solid years in practice. Mm. And before then, like before I had my babies, before I had kids who are now not babies, they're 14 <laughs> and 16, 
um, I just chased after my paycheck and I said yes to every single opportunity. And then I created every single other opportunity that I desired that didn't exist out there. So I, I've never been afraid to work hard. I've always enjoyed work. I've always enjoyed um, money and earning. I've always enjoyed teaching and creating impact. So none of those things were hard for me when it was mm. just me. <laughs> I mm-hmm. didn't have to, you know, raise a family and take care of a home and all of those other things. But when I had my first daughter at 26, that was like, oh, this is now very different. And it was a beautiful lesson for so many reasons, but it not only helped me see myself in a different light, but the women I was working with. Hmm. You know, and I, I feel like when I had my first child, I actually started to really hear what the women were telling me as opposed to just like, you know, when they would say, I'm so tired, I'm so this, I'm so that. And I'd be like, uh-huh, let's keep moving. We're, yeah. we're here to work out. <laughs> so I was gonna like pack the fatigue away and still show up. Yeah when women started to communicate that with me, I would just be like, tell me more. Like, why do you like, are you physically tired? Are you like, is your soul exhausted? Are you Mm. spiritually exhausted? Like what? Like, tell me more. Mm -hmm. And when I created that opportunity for other women to hold the space and to be heard and truly feel seen, everything started to change. And I, I very clearly can remember these moments of, I am now going to be doing everything different. Mm. And so in the beginning, um, that didn't help my own burnout. It, it made it actually worse for a period of time because I opened up my own brick and mortar studio space mm. and I had a team and overhead and, and it was wonderful and so hard all mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I tend to, I just want to help everyone. You know, yeah. I'm very driven by community and I yeah. just want to support everyone. And I was doing that at the expense of my own health and my body and my family. And so when I had my second child, um, things shifted again. And then I hit like probably my, my bottom burnout, which I've talked about a lot. Like I moved onto the couch for four days, essentially. And I couldn't, I just couldn't function. Mm. I was at that place that so many women get to where I went from over caring about everything and everyone to, I don't give a crap about anybody. Yeah. I do not care. I don't care if my teeth are brushed. I don't care if my hair is washed. I I do not care. I can't. Mm -hmm. And that was very much for me. Like, who is that? I'd never known that side of me. Mm -hmm. And that is where I had to, you know, after four days of being in that energy, sit up tall and just be like, you have two choices. You can either continue suppressing how you really feel and just suck it up and keep serving for everyone and do what you're quote unquote supposed to do. Or you can realize this is your life and you Mm -hmm. actually get to design this and you, this is your business and you get to create that. And this is your family and you get to raise them and do the things that you want to do. So which, what are you going to choose Jen? Mm -hmm. And that's where everything completely shifted for me. And that was in 2012. So, you know, 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. and it's been this journey of in that moment, I decided to do everything differently. I threw out the old business plan. I started to get to work on my own. I had to heal my relationship with energy and time and money. And, you know, this belief that as women, we just had to be it all for everyone. And I think that, you know, for everyone that's listening, none of us have had the exact same background, but we all grew up in a time where, you know, as women, historically, we watched our mothers, our grandmothers, our great grandmothers be the, the, you know, the matrons of the house, take care of the home, take care of the children. Like they, that's what they did. 
And then we fought to have the opportunity to have our babies and our careers that we didn't want to, some do, but we, a lot of us didn't want to be stay-at-home mothers. We wanted to have a career and we wanted to be stimulated in different ways and we wanted to contribute. And that's all great, but we also still then had the children right. and the home and everything else to take care of. So as women, we tend to have a disproportionate amount of responsibility. Absolutely. That societally is put on us, but then we also put on ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or, you know, it's like, if you grew up in that household where that was the woman's job, well, then that's everyone's expectation of you. Yes. Or, you know, maybe you grew up in an environment where you had to survive in a different way. That was very much, you had to shoulder all of it yourself. I work with a lot of women where they're like, I had to raise my siblings. I was a mom when I was a teen. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, I'm a single parent. I, so it's so different for all of us. Yet at the end of the day, there's not a woman I talk to who, when she's being really honest with herself, doesn't admit that um, she's losing parts of herself mm-hmm. and that she is feeling really worn down. Mm-hmm. And that's when symptoms start to show up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. That that's mm-hmm. when we think our hormones are a mess or, you know, our body is breaking down and whatever it may be. And um, there's oftentimes just so much more to it. Absolutely. And I want to, there's so many good things that you said in there, but I want to go back to the, you know, time that you had that kind of complete burnout, because I think it's really important for women to understand when, if, and when they hit that point, there is a way out. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be, you know, you are going to have to be in bed for a year. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be this. I have to just sort of be in this and still push through and just take every last little bit of juice that I have to take care of everybody else. It's really, I mean, I think what you said is so important is that we are the ones that are in control ultimately, you know, we are in control of our lives and we have to decide how am I going to move forward? And that's actually what heals the burnout more than anything Mm -hmm. else. Right. Mm -hmm. Once you take back that power, because, you know, I I look at, you know, I don't, people still call it adrenal fatigue, but we'll call it adrenal dysregulation, Mm -hmm. right. Has so much to do with that feeling of lack of power, with that feeling huge of I have to do these things for other people all of the time. Right. And I'm not getting enough in return. Exactly. And, you know, I personally, uh, everybody who's listening to the podcast for a while knows about my own fibroid experience, you know, and I had a, um, uh, I had the fibroid removed and they unknowingly burned me in three places in my intestines during that surgery. And I ended up in the hospital with sepsis two weeks later, lost half my colon, you oh know, on gosh. and on ostomy bag for six and a half months. But, you know, when it came down to my healing, I went back to why did I have this fibroid in the first place? And it's this exact same thing that we're talking about. Right. And yeah. considering 70 to 80% of women will experience a fibroid by the time they're 50, you know, we have to start asking why it's not just our bodies hate us. Yeah, (laughs) no. And that is, it is, you know, in my whole ethos of everything I've created has been, what is the why behind the what? I think that I believe that physically our bodies break down as women because we weren't educated on how to actually, um, you know, step into their superpowers and their ability. Mm -hmm. We don't understand the body that we've been born into. And and that 
is not our fault. That is by design in the lack of education that we've been provided. You mm -hmm. shouldn't have to be a, a detective and a seeker to go get the information about your body. That is right. something that should have been fundamental yeah. in learning about ourselves from day one. The second side of that as well too, is that we are so detached from listening to our body. We just keep shoving it down and shoving it down. Yeah. We're afraid of what other people think. We're afraid of appearing weak. We're afraid of, you know, someone's going to take away the thing that we fought so hard to have. If we admit that, you know what, we just don't have it together all the time. And it's mm -hmm. like, we are not designed like that, period. We are right. not men. We do not have a 24 hour rhythm like men. Our hormones are in constant fluctuation. When we go through different things, like, but we have to understand that so that when we start to feel or recognize these early warning signs that we actually do something in response. And, you know, me having this burnout wasn't because I wasn't giving my adrenals enough B vitamins or right. vitamin C <laughs> or because any of those things, it was because I was pushing and pushing and pushing. And when I wanted to say no, I just kept saying yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the things I was saying yes to weren't actually in alignment with any of the core values that I had. Yes. And I was more afraid of letting people down because they won't like me. They won't love me. They'll leave me. I won't be successful that I didn't realize in those moments that I was creating this, you know, low grade level of inflammation that was building for years mm -hmm. until my body was just like, we have knocked on the door quietly so many times and tried to send you the message. You just keep ignoring. We're going to knock the fucking door down. Mm -hmm. And until you pay attention, that door is going to literally lay on top of your chest <laughs> so that you can't get back up. And that it might sound dramatic for some people, but again, I work with women every single day and hear their stories and listen. And it, it doesn't matter where they are in the world, what is going on in their life. On some level, every woman is in that moment right now where they're either coming out of that experience or they're like, I am on the precipice of, I feel like if I don't change something now, that's what's going to happen. Absolutely. And as you just stated so beautifully, it is these whispers, right? For years and years. Mm -hmm. And then it gets a little louder or, and a little louder. And most of us, whether it's just human nature or what, we don't listen, unfortunately, until something big happens, right? Yeah. Whether that's the burnout, whether for me, it was the fibroid situation, you know, it showed yeah. up in this way. And, you know, I'm always trying to share with women, like how wonderful it can be when we start to listen to our bodies earlier before it gets to that place. Right. Mm -hmm. And go back to just these foundations of taking care of yourself. You know, it's like, there's so much power in the foundations that we miss out on. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, it, it, it's, it's a struggle and I get it. You know, women are just, they're so deep in their stuff for them to understand how much they need to follow the rhythms of their body to, you know, check in, to just listen to those little pangs and, and things that come up along the way. But really you are going to have a breakdown if you don't get there, you know, yeah. if you are, don't start listening and, you know, just another quick point um, of what you were saying too. I was actually just at the gynecologist yesterday because I go get my yearly um, vaginal ultrasound now and make mm -hmm. sure that I'm keeping fibroids at bay. 
And, you know, my doctor knows very much what I went through and, you know, she's just like, well, it's amazing that you can do this work now to sort of help other women. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, how amazing would it have been to actually know all this information when I was younger to understand my cycle? You know, I was actually ovulating while they were, you know, in, in the middle of ovulation while they were doing the ultrasound and like, how cool is that? Right. That now I understand these ups and downs that my body, these ebbs and flows that my body goes through yeah. each month and how friggin' awesome it is. Our body does. Oh, it's that. amazing. Our yeah. bodies are, our bodies are so cool. And yet the average woman is walking through life, understanding less than a percent of what is going on. You know, it's like you get into a brand new car and they include this thick owner's manual with every single detail about how to operate your vehicle. Yeah. This is your vehicle of life, your body. And it is the bare minimum basics, a lot of which is actually incorrect information that is taught to our kids in school, that is taught as you get older, that is available. I mean, there's two things that happen right now. Number one, our foundational education is really not designed and taught to keep us healthy. I mean, what we see in the food guides and the it's mm-hmm. garbage. Mm-hmm. It is horrible. What is mm-hmm. approved, what what if people are available to go and purchase in their grocery like they, they are not setting us up for health, which is the frustrating part, but also when you know it and you see it, you're like, okay, this is like I have to take it into my own hands and my own responsibility, right? Absolutely. I've got to be mm-hmm. I have to be that for me. Um but you know, it's also, we live in a time now where we have over accessibility to information. So there's so many books, there's so many podcasts, there's so many YouTube channels, there's so many Instagram people to follow. And so mm-hmm. you, you know, if we have too many options, we shut down yeah. because we yeah. have like, you know, analysis paralysis. Yeah. And then it makes it difficult to even know what's right. What like, can I have carbs? Can I not? Should I be keto? Yes. Am I not keto? Do I fast? Do I not fast? Can I have this? Or am I like all of those different things? And that's where it's like having conversations like this, mm-hmm. you know, investing mm-hmm. your time and energy into understanding those roots. You know, it's like, I will oftentimes say to people, we get we get so over-focused on, you know, go tell me the adrenal supplement to take today. And I'm yes. just going to go buy it. That's like the number one thing. And right? then, and then I'm going to take it. Yep. And I'm like, well, you know, it, that wouldn't be how I would recommend it. Number one, you can think that you have a certain situation. Like you could think you have low cortisol when you actually have high cortisol yes. that's just being deactivated and bound up. Yep. And now you go buy a product that is going to give you more energy and cortisol, and it's actually going to make you feel worse because that wasn't the situation, yes. which is why we don't guess. We want to test. Mm-hmm. The other side of that is that supplements are to supplement your lifestyle. They are yes. not called replacements. Yep. So if you go and take something to support an area of your body that's under stress, okay, that, that may offer some support right now, but then you have to go work on the underpinning. So it's like, if you look in your home and you've got like cracks everywhere and like the door jams and the window casings are separating, that's not a deficiency of pretty paint and like patchwork and all that. That's the foundation. Like you got to mm-hmm. go underneath and mm-hmm. it's harder, it's longer, mm-hmm. it's more labor and cost intensive, but you do it and now everything up top sits and is supported the way it needs to be. And that's like our bodies, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, I understand it can be frustrating for people because it feels like it's hard, but if you start in one area, 
you know, if all you were to do is focus on supporting your digestive system, oh my gosh, so many other things are going to improve. Absolutely. If all you focused on right now is getting more rest, so many things oh, are going to improve. Yeah. You know, yeah. hydrate more. So yeah. many things are going to improve. Like, yeah. so instead of feeling like we have to do everything, pick one, maybe two things. Right. And just anchor yourself into that. That for me is really where the simplicity lives. Absolutely. And, you know, it's two things that came up for me as you were talking, you know, one that sort of, we have to take back the power and really empower ourselves in our health first and foremost, and understand that we know our health better ultimately than anyone else. And we know our bodies better, but we also have to get within that same, you know, framework, we have to get out of the mentality of going and getting a pill Mm -hmm. for our ales, because a lot of times people are like, oh, I don't want to do medication, but I'll take supplements, you know, and I'm a big proponent of supplements. So most people need some level of supplements, but a, they're just taking whatever has been said to be a good thing without actually knowing what's going on in their body in particular, but also B they're choosing to have that same mentality of just give me the pill essentially. Right. And like you said, I mean, I absolutely adaptogenic herbs, things like that can be super helpful in the process of working on your adrenals, but you got to get the lifestyle stuff in place that absolutely has to be, you know, the sleep, your circadian rhythm. These are the things that are naturally, again, our foundations of health Mm -hmm. that our body needs in order to thrive. Right. So it's, it's, you know, think about those supplements as taking you to that next level. But as you mentioned, you got to get those foundations in play for it to work at all, you know, really, you know, and people sometimes are like, I don't understand why these supplements aren't working. And it's like, well, (laughs) because you're not doing the things. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And are you taking them? You know, it's another thing I say to people, just because you own them, (laughs) just because they are in your house, if you don't actually take them and you don't take them the way that you're supposed to take them. And and see, this is again, why the other thing of the difference of trying to self supplement Mm -hmm. and self, you know, support versus when you work with a practitioner is that in order for a product to be approved through Mm -hmm. all the regulations and be on the shelf, what that means is the dosing they give you on that bottle they know nothing about you, any other medical mm-hmm. issues going on, anything. So the amount that's in there is the minimum slash maximum amount that they mm-hmm. can safely give without knowing your history and that is under the RDA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not a therapeutic dose. right? So if you have someone who is like in a position where their body needs more minerals and yeah. more micronutrition, yeah. it, it that's it's going to be better than nothing, but therapeutically, it is not going to move the needle Yes. in the same way as if you were to understand and see based on different functional testing, like, okay, this is really where we need to double down and focus on right now. Mm-hmm. Let's increase this for a period of time and then titrate down based on, you know, how your body's feeling. But again, we're not taught that we're just taught, this is the supplement of the week. Right. And in the magazine, they said this, and on this show, they said that. So we just, we're like collectors. And then we open the cupboard and we're like, I don't even know what that's for. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, every new client that comes to me has their bag of supplements, right? And and they don't know what majority of them are for, you know, and half of them are expired and half of them have like, you know, they're not great quality. No, not good. And so I always say to people, just, just slow down on what you're going to purchase and 
you know, just be a little bit more patient, try to understand more then go and get what you need. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to really reiterate how wonderful this is one of my favorite parts of functional medicine and functional health is that we can test Mm-hmm. and see levels, you know, of yeah. uh, different nutrient levels, you know, even utilizing the basic serum labs that people, you know, get done each year. There's so much that we can do within that. So we can actually see for you mm-hmm. what your body is deficient in, and yeah. then we can retest to see if things have changed, you know, yeah. after the, whatever supplements you've included and, and other changes that you made. And that's, you know, I mean, otherwise it's just so much guessing, you know, yeah. and, and, and it can be damaging. Longer, it can yeah. be damaging. Yeah. You can get diminishing returns, cost you more, mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. a longer period of time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So when you ended up starting um, the Simplicity Project, that was sort of what, you know, all these lessons that you had learned in your own experience. Mm-hmm. And then you found your way into the hormone project, right? That you're you're focusing on now. Yeah. Well, the hormone project, we're in our eighth year of okay. it. So the Simplicity Project was birthed in 2012. So I opened mm-hmm. up a brick and mortar space. It was uh, Simplicity Yoga and Fitness Therapy Studios. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, six other practitioners, instructors, members. It was amazing. And in that journey, it was, you know, taking the previous, like, at that point, 17 years of experience that was all in my head. And I was just like, I got to get this out. And Mm -hmm. so I wrote a book called The Simplicity Project. you know, which now it's interesting. I look back and I'm like, oh, I need to go rewrite that because some of the information has changed, right? Everything's always changing. But that was like a birthplace of, Mm. of, you know, just watching what it created for the women in our community and Mm. all the women. And, you know, it ended up, it was bestseller on Amazon, but it became a Canadian bestseller, which Mm. was huge because Mm -hmm. that is like, you can't buy your way onto that list. Like Mm. the, you know, New York Mm -hmm. times bestseller, there's strategies behind that. And it was, it happened very organically and that really in the journey of working women with women in the simplicity project which i took the book and created an online program taking women through every chapter and teaching them Mm. like not just the you know the the reading aspect of it but the tangible so it was like the practical and the theory and bringing it to life that then birthed the hormone project because what i recognized in so many of the women i was working with is their hormones were showing up as these messengers, these microphones of imbalances, whether it was their adrenals, their thyroid, their periods, they're getting rocked mm-hmm. in perimenopause, whatever was going on, mm-hmm. fibroid, cyst, all the different things. But I'm like, but that's not actually where it started. Mm-hmm. So the hormone project was an opportunity to go in. And now I created another online and we spend six months with these women and we work with them one-on-one and in a group and we run blood serum and urinary tests for their hormones and we run stool tests. And we really look across the board at like, what is going on in your ecosystem? Mm-hmm. What's going on in your body? And then every week they are essentially in school with me. They're in class with me every single week learning. Mm-hmm. everything about their body mm-hmm. and the hormone project has become literally like the the program in school that we all should have had for oh, our bodies love it <laughs> we have moms that come in and then their daughters come in and you know families and friends and all of that and um 
you know, and then that's expanding even more. So we launch our Simplicity Women's Wellness Clinic, which is a global virtual clinic that is going to be supporting tweens all the way through until menopause. Um, you know, I'm raising teens. My oldest is my daughter who's 16. And, you know, I started teaching mother-daughter um, hormone project workshops when she was nine, you know, mm -hmm. in our home and in our community and all of that. And they would be packed and it would be, you know, girls as young as eight, nine, 10 years old mm -hmm. with their sisters, their moms, their grandmothers, like generationally. And it's so fascinating when you witness at the youngest of age and the oldest of age, learning information for the first time about a body that you've been born into. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, imagine. it's like, I feel like we're just getting started. Oh my God. And I'm so excited that you're doing it from tween, you know, all to menopause, because as we mentioned earlier, you know, I'm like, wow, how different would my teenage years, my twenties right, and my thirties have been, had, would have been, had I had that information. Right. Exactly. And I, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I think empowerment around your body as a tween also shows up in so many other ways too. You know, if, if you're concerned with, you know, your child being sexually active too early, for example, like giving them the power to understand their bodies and understand their boundaries, you know, all and of it, right. Like amazing. when you're under them to understand what are some of the changes they're going to feel physically, mentally, and emotionally before they even get a period. Yes. Like, why their underwear are all of a sudden wet, you know, mm -hmm, why mm -hmm. they smell different, why the shape of their body is changing, mm -hmm. why one minute they're happy and the next minute they're crying and want to be alone in their room, why mm -hmm. all of a sudden they don't want to talk to you anymore, mm -hmm. right? Like why their skin is changing, like socially things that happen, all of that. And then when they do get their period, how to understand how to track, mm -hmm. how to have, how to have cyclical awareness at such a young age to understand like, this is what literally your body's going through. We're going to track it. And then like, do you notice, like, does your chest hurt at certain times a month? Okay. So we want to note that down. This is why does your back hurt? Mm -hmm. What's happening with your mood? What about your appetite? Do you know, mm -hmm. like all the, do your, do your bowels change in digestion? Mm -hmm. Make it so normal, so normal for her that she's just in touch with that. And then automatically when you empower a young girl, a teen, a woman, boundaries automatically show up because she is more knowledgeable. Yeah. And if we're more knowledgeable, we're more confident. And if we are confident, we can create that for ourselves. So we will, you know, be responsible for our body autonomy. Yes. And for yes. like, this is for me, this is not for me and yep. speaking up and using our voice. And so, you know, it's just, I've, I've watched it over the years. I've explored and all that. And I'm like, you know, I sit here as a 43 year old mother and I'm entering that perimenopausal, mm -hmm. you know, period of time in my life. And I just think, what if all these young girls knew what was going on in their body? And then mom was more empowered with her so that when she had an irregular period, painful period, she was throwing up from cramps. They go to the doctor and the doctor says, well, let's just put her on the pill. Yes. Yeah. But wait, can yeah. we just press pause for a second? Can you bring her on over to us first? Can we spend some time educating you both, asking more questions? Could we put together, can you give us like four to six months to just implement some of these suggestions? What if we could reduce her discomfort by 50% and improve her connection to her body by 50%? What would that mean? What would it mean to have six months less on synthetic hormones in that young right. girl's body? What would it mean for her to potentially not have to go on the pill at all because we balanced out some other things in her system and she wasn't in that same situation? that changes the trajectory of that girl's health 
moving forward ever. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, like the birth control pill shuts down pituitary function. We do not stimulate, you know, FSH and LH. We do not ovulate. It binds up our testosterone. Sex hormone binding globulin goes to the roof. It changes our gut microbiome. It mm-hmm. impacts our neurotransmitters. And listen, I was on the pill for seven years. I'm grateful for that period of time that I, you know, I'm adopted. My mom was 16 years old when mm-hmm. she had me. Mm-hmm. I understand very clearly what can happen. Mm-hmm you know, having sex yeah. when you are young, yeah. but that being said also wasn't educated. At so all. yeah, it's, I just, I look out there into the world and I see all these young girls and all these moms. And it literally breaks my heart when I hear story after story of, well, the doctor said that, you know, the only thing we could do was to put her on the pill to regulate yeah. it, right. to give her her period. Right. There's to regulate her hormones. (laughs) And then that poor girl stays on it for however long and she comes off. And now everything comes surging back to the surface. Um, So, yeah, it's yeah, I just I like I said, I feel like we're just getting started and I feel like we're sitting in a time in the world where these girls are hungry for the information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they want mm-hmm. to know. They're asking the questions, but if we as mom aren't educated, right. we don't we don't know how to answer them. Right. You know, on that point, when I first, well, probably not the first year of my period, but you know, year 2 was when the cramps, the horrible cramps kicked in for me, the you know, having to go home from school on the first day of my period, the throwing up, the like having to cry myself to sleep kind of situation. And my mom had had the same thing, right? When she was young too. And she kind of always had bad cramps. And so case in point, right? She didn't understand why that was just something that was sort of put on her, you know, it was something Mm -hmm. that her body did. And then we just thought, well, genetically, I had the same issue, you know, and it's so incredible to me now because neither of us had to go through all of that pain for that long, you know, and, and I was put on birth control eventually, you know, I didn't go on it until college, but I did it because of that, you know, and it's, it's just like, oh my God. I mean, the acne that I had in high school, all of those things that could have been so different had I had that knowledge then. Yeah. And it's like, and if we looked at it from a functional perspective, you as that young girl with the discomfort, it's like, okay, is there hyperplasia in place? Like, do you have an extra thickened lining, which is Mm going to increase your risk for fibroids Mm -hmm. and for endometrial changes to happen? And so then, okay, can we support your liver and your gut so that you are breaking down, metabolizing and detoxing those hormones? And then could we give you some cramp bark or some shepherd's purse or some other things, some, you know, combination of that with some Vitex so that we're supporting all these areas mm-hmm. stabilize your blood sugar blood sugar absolutely you know, blood like sugar was the key for sure all, I was missing of, all of those things mm-hmm. and at the end of the day we don't none of that's a prescription right. it's going to cost us less and now what you do for that girl and for that woman is you teach her that her body can actually do this when mm-hmm. she's given the right tools mm-hmm. that's i think the biggest takeaway it's not about like what's right and what's wrong mm-hmm. it's If we grow up in a body as women where we have been taught to outsource everything, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like all the answers live outside of us, our body's not capable of that. How could we possibly stay healthy and heal on our own? That's what majority of society and the industries want us to believe. Mm -hmm. You need us in order for you to be healthy. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. I believe that if you connect yourself with a couple of key educators, mentors, 
you know, education in your life, you can learn enough where you understand that most of those solutions live inside of you. You just need someone to teach you how to, how to knit those together. And then if you try all those things and you were like, no, things are still not working, then how grateful are we that we have the option to now look at, at conventional medicine? Yes. A hundred percent. And, you know, when we look back over time, this was all information that women had, right. That got lost over time of oppression of women. Right. And Mm. there's still a lot of people out there that don't want women to essentially have body autonomy. Right. And so in stepping into this, it's like, we're taking true control of our lives, of our health, all of those things. And with the knowledge that, as you mentioned earlier, we have, we have inside, It was there, you know, in our brains for so long, but then got suppressed over time. And so here we are just kind of reconnecting to that. And then, you know, going on the other side of the spectrum from the tweens, going into the perimenopausal time, going into menopause, Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be this like horrendous experience that so many women, you know, I mean, I, I know a lot, you know, a lot of clients of mine, other women that they maybe were on birth control until their late thirties or early forties, or maybe that, you know, things weren't that bad. And then suddenly perimenopause kicks in and they're just like, mm-hmm. what, you know, my whole entire life is blown up over this, you know? And yeah. it's like, if we have that information earlier, then yeah. does it have to be, you know, and there's so many good supports and so yeah. many options along the way and, the, and hysterectomies, should be at the last option. Oh gosh, it is. I mean, we specialize so much with women in perimenopause um, in our practice in the hormone Mm -hmm. project. I would say 85% of the women Mm -hmm. who we are working with are perimenopause and like early menopause. Mm -hmm. So they're in that that 12 month period of time where they've just gone through the 12 months. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, the the top three things that are recommended to these women are let's put you on the pill until mm-hmm. you just like get to, you know, when we're working with women who are in their early fifties, who their doctors are like, well, let's keep you on the, oh my God, <laughs> because they have irregular periods. It's like, yep. that's going to that's, happen when that's you're normal. in perimenopause. That's, yeah. You're having anovulatory cycles. You're not ovulating every yeah. single month now. Your estradiol is actually starting to decrease. That's right. the normal physiological process of us as women. But what happens is there's that, then there's ablation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Where yep. they go in and cauterize, they burn yep. off that extra thickening. Because a lot of times what will happen for women in perimenopause is they are now getting heavy, painful periods, gushing, can't leave the house. Their whole period comes in two days. They aren't being checked properly for fibroids because a right. lot of the times those can be signs of fibroid issues as well too. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, or they're being recommended to do an oophorectomy or a radical hysterectomy. Mm-hmm. And those are the prongs. Yeah. Th- those yeah. are the options these women are given. Yeah. You know, and it's like, maybe, maybe that might end up being what has to happen at some point. But we have got, you know, six, 12, probably 18 months ahead of us that we could actually start to work on supporting your body. And if you did end up having to have, you know, a partial or a full hysterectomy for whatever reasons, your system now from doing the groundwork is going to be so much stronger that it's not going to feel like the rug was pulled out from under you when they go and remove an organ out of your body. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, it's, but they scare us. Like you don't have time. And listen, I want to say sometimes things are discovered in our bodies where it is at a stage where it has just progressed and gone too far. 
Absolutely. And if we need to have a certain surgery, then we need to have it. But then we still need to work with support team who can help us to now look at what are some of the things we have to do. Like, do we need to look potentially at bioidentical hormone replacement yes. therapy? Yeah. Do we need to look at botanicals, herbs, homeopathy, Chinese medicine? How are we going to keep you feeling vital mm-hmm. and not like you've just been run over by a truck? Right. Absolutely. And, you know, the reality that I, I can't help but press on again and again because of my own experience is that, you know, many doctors can act like, oh, we do these surgeries a million times. They're no big deal. Even if you don't have the experience that I did, which was my first surgery ever, right? That was a myomectomy. It was supposed to be kind of an easy get the fibroid out. Um, and, you know, through that process, obviously, I learned that when they have a tool that is heated in your body, it can easily hit against local organs, including our colon and our bladder. You know, they, there's also, you know, the possibility of being nicked when they go to cut things out. And so, you know, these are all things that happen a more often than is talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, and B, even if none of that happens, just the anesthesia, uh, you know, the impact of anesthesia on our body, all of these things is really intense on the body. And so Mm -hmm. again, we certainly need it in certain situations. And I'm super grateful for, I mean, the emergency surgeons that saved my life, you know, like they had to cut me up and remove half my colon. They saved my life. Um, but to go in with reverence and having tried all of these other things first. And it goes back once again to kind of what we're talking about with birth control is we're not really given informed consent about all of the possible complications with these things and the impacts that they have on the body. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, if you are going to do that surgery, there's so much good prep you can do nutritionally Mm -hmm. with herbs Mm -hmm. and things before and after that is just going to ease a lot of the symptoms. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's how, you know, as we move through these different hormonal transitions in our life and even understanding like yesterday I was interviewed on a podcast, it's all about perimenopause and menopause is that, you know, perimenopause is a second puberty that we go through Mm -hmm. and there's a lot that changes and it's never the same for any two women. Mm -hmm. And it can be over the period of a decade that it happens in your body. It can be the period of a couple of years, depending on what you're dealing with in your life. And, you know, I just, I was asked yesterday, the woman who was interviewing me is in her mid fifties. And she was saying, you know, this is what I did once I hit menopause, you know, what are, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm living my life in my forties, the way that I want to feel in my fifties and sixties and seventies. So Mm. I'm not, I don't have a lot of perimenopausal symptoms right now. My period length has shifted is shorter by like one or two days, Mm -hmm. but that's pretty much it. But I am doing all of the things like staying on top of my blood work and that I have a great functional practitioner I work with where I might get ahead of the game and start to do some bioidenticals when I yes. notice some things instead of waiting yes. to have hot flashes and not be sleeping and all of this or that. I'm eating in accordance with the way I move my body with my body and my cycle instead of just following some arbitrary plan 
of just like, you know, trying to burn as many calories and mm-hmm. get as many, you know, points on my wearable device. Mm-hmm. I don't care about any of that. And listen, I've been teaching group fitness since I was 17. I've been teaching it for 26 years now almost. Mm-hmm. And I taught the hardest classes. When I owned my studio, I taught 20 classes a week, you know, yoga, Pilates, bar, strength, spin, boot camp, survivor, you freaking name it. Mm-hmm. And no, for the last almost five years, I have trained completely based on the four phases of my cycle. Mm, My body has never felt or looked better Mm -hmm. or had the composition it does now. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how much inflammation I was holding on to. Absolutely. By living an ambitious life Mm -hmm. and being a mother and then going and pushing myself so hard all the time in the gym. Because when I did that, that is what I told myself was me time. Right. That's where I, you know, that's where I got to show up for myself and it, you know, what a change to decrease how long I work out for, you know, only train to an intensity at certain times a month where I can mm-hmm. really do that. Mm-hmm. Optimize recovery. I mean, to me, recovery is more important than the performance most days of the week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so. it's such a, to me, it's so beautiful thinking about truly syncing with our cycle. You know, yeah. when you really sit back and say, well, we have these different superpowers at different points in our cycle. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. here is a time that I'm going to focus on this aspect. And here's a time where I'm going to focus on this aspect and I'm going to move my body in particular in ways that feel really good and supportive to it. You know, it's, it just, we talked so much about adrenal dysregulation in the beginning. This, you know, is a huge component of that because women, even when their adrenals are dysregulated, still feel like, oh, I got to go do the hit, you know? And it's like, that's not a good, <laughs> that's not really the best option when you're in that place, you know? Right. And, and, but it's, it's so much of that mentality that they're still stuck in. Of, this is what I have to do in order to achieve this. And, yeah. you know, whenever I start doing this to myself, cause I can still get caught in it you know, it's like, where do I feel best when I'm in like flow state with my body, you know, and really listening to it. It's not when I'm pushing against the signals in my body or pushing or telling myself I have to do something, you know? And so, but I, you know, as you mentioned, it's like really working with practitioners that understand this and can help you figure this out Mm -hmm. is game changer. I I think it's, you know, it is probably the best investment we can ever make. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom. And I love that you are working, you know, um, sort of taking it to the next level with women that are really trying to lead and hold all this, you know, stuff in a way that is really supportive of their bodies as they're trying to help other women support their bodies. Yeah. And that is, um, that is it, right. It's like within the audacious woman, it's my, my business mentorship program. I work Mm -hmm. with practitioners, you know, clinicians, trainers, chiros, RMTs, who that is what they do all day long is hold space for others. Mm -hmm. And they're really feeling the impact of that. And so Mm -hmm. it's supporting them in that way, but it's also helping them to build their business in a way where we can create an incredible amount of wealth in our life Mm. and impact and have time and space and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, not fall under that guise of there's only one way to do it. Absolutely not true. There's multiple ways. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, it's like I sit over here and I'm like, I've built an entire company organically. And I'm part of a lot of communities where other people have built those, you know, off of tons of ad spend and it's worked mm. well for them that way. And it's mm -hmm. worked well for me that way. It's not one or the other. It's, mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. figuring out for you, A, what's your core message? Like how much clarity and focus do you have around who you are and what you do? Mm. And do other mm -hmm. people know that? Mm -hmm. You know, I always say to the women that I mentor, if I were to ask you today to come on my podcast and share your message in like two minutes about who you are and what you put out into the world, could you do that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, I don't know how clear and focused you are on what you're putting out in the world, which is why it can feel like you're spinning your wheels mm. and you put all this energy and effort Makes in sense. and you're not, you're not seeing it on the back yep. end. Yep. So yeah, I think it's, um, it's back to simplicity again, really. It's back right? to simplicity and it's back to like, you have this gift for a reason, own mm -hmm. it and get mm -hmm. creative as heck with it. Like mm -hmm. stop being afraid of what isn't going to work and just throw, you know, 50 different things against the wall and see what sticks. Figure it out. Absolutely. I'm like, yeah. that's life really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right exactly. Well, let everybody know where they can find you. So for health and hormones and mindset, Jen Pike over mm -hmm. on uh, Instagram, and that's with two ends for business, the audacious woman, and then for everything and anything else, jenpike.com and the podcast is the simplicity sessions. Nice. And I know that you have other practitioners that work with you too in, mm -hmm. in the hormone program, right? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. have four other functional medicine practitioners um, that are coaches within the hormone project. And then um, we have the launch of the global women's wellness clinic. And that is a whole slew of other practitioners, everything from, like I said, the cool. teen and tween to pelvic floor health, intimacy, health, cognitive behavior therapy, um, you know, body recomp, all of it. So cool. You are such a powerhouse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not doing it alone. It's right. I really of believe course. in collaboration and community and, yeah. uh, but I'm excited to be the, you know, just to, to get it out there and make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, everyone go check out Jen's information and thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Okay. You guys, I will see you next time. 